The Trudeau government's redesigned Canadian passport is under fire, as the government decided to eliminate several historical events and figures, including the Battle of Vimy Ridge and Terry Fox. The Bank of Canada has announced that they are officially considering the introduction of a central bank digital currency. A Freedom Convoy trucker has been released on bail without conditions and will return to court in June. Hello Canada, it's Thursday, May 11th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Rachel Emanuel. And I'm Lindsay Shepard. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. The Royal Canadian Legion released a statement chastising the Trudeau government for eliminating several historical events, including the Battle of Vimy Ridge, from the redesigned Canadian passport. The Legion said, quote, We are disappointed by the decision to remove an image that signifies the sacrifices made for the very sort of freedom the passport provides. The Vimy Memorial was a fundamental image, also representing a defining moment for Canada, a country emerging as an independent nation with limitless potential. Removing that image in the context of a design change and without knowing the rationale was, to put it bluntly, a poor decision. The new passport has replaced images of Terry Fox, Nellie McClung, The Last Spike, Center Block, and the Stanley Cup with images of animals, such as owls and bears, and scenes of nature. The coat of arms remains on the cover of the passport, which also includes a maple leaf. Minister of Immigration, Refugees, and Citizenship, Sean Fraser, argued that replacing the images with new ones makes the passport more difficult to counterfeit. The new passports are expected to begin being issued in the summer and fall of 2023. Lindsay, I'm not sure if it was just a slow news day yesterday or if people are actually genuinely horrified and outraged by the new passports design. This is all I saw online. What did you make of the designs? Well, personally, I'm not opposed to depictions of daily life as a design theme if it's done well. I saw a lot of people mocking the fact that from the sample images we saw, there's a man um, using a wheelbarrow to collect leaves and there's a boy jumping into a lake. Um, you know, I, I don't think that that's, I think that that's kind of a nice design theme if it's done well. Um, that being said, I think people are concerned or even outraged about this because it goes along with the liberals general theme of not valuing or celebrating this country's history. And very recently with the Canadian heraldic crown, which we've discussed on this show, um, maple leaves and snowflakes now replace the St. Edward's Cross and the Fleur de Lis in that image. So Canadians are probably really feeling right now like this country doesn't seem to have a strong foundation of history or, or symbols to stand on um, because we, are, we all aren't on board with anything really unifying. Um, so, you know, all that being said, I'm sure it will soon be revealed that the, the new passport contains like an image of a, of a drag queen with the trans rainbow flag. So I probably will have to eat my words. <laughs> yes, that's all that we're waiting for at this point is a drag queen to be on the passport. It's exactly what Canadians are hoping for. But no, you're exactly right. I think this does just come on the announcement of the heraldic crown. A lot of Canadians really upset about that. I myself thought that the new cartoon did look rather cartoonish with the maple leaves on the crown. And certainly with the traditions that it used to represent it just seems like a bit of a flop and again here with the passport 
it didn't look great. I thought the Maple Leaf on the cover looked a little bit silly. I think the older passport looks very traditional. So I'm not surprised to see Canadians really upset about this, but it is funny just seeing how angry people got over it. Although I think it was for the reasons that you accurately pointed out, there seems to be a pattern of the Trudeau government not really respecting or even acknowledging Canada's history or traditions and almost to a point where it's like, okay, do we even have any? Which we know we do, but they're just not really represented anymore. Right. And I and I understand why the Legion is upset that the Vimy Memorial was not included. And um, also why the mayor of Port Coquitlam, which is where Terry Fox from, he was upset that Terry Fox is being erased from the passport. Because when it comes down to it, yes, you would think that the passport would depict the most important images of Canada in that booklet. Um, but maybe, you know, a future government will will consider, okay, these, these, uh, this was really popular and people do want these historical depictions. So in the next redesign of the passport, we'll bring that back. The Bank of Canada is considering the introduction of a central bank digital currency and will be taking the public's feedback on the matter for just over a month. The Bank of Canada says that as the lives of everyday Canadians become increasingly digitized, Exploring the introduction of a central bank digital currency is increasingly pertinent. The Bank of Canada's senior deputy governor, Carolyn Rogers, said, quote, As Canada's central bank, we want to make sure everyone can always take part in our country's economy. A central bank digital currency is a digital alternative to banknotes issued by a nation's central bank that is stored in an account either with the central bank itself or as electronic tokens. The Bank of Canada says that as cryptocurrencies and central bank digital currencies from other countries become more popular, this risks compromising the role of a centrally issued dollar and could affect the stability of Canada's financial system. While the Bank of Canada is in the development phase for a central bank digital currency, the central bank asserts that a digital dollar is not currently needed and that any decision to introduce such a digital dollar lies with Parliament and the Canadian government. The central bank says that they do not plan on phasing out banknotes upon the introduction of a central bank digital currency. Well, Rachel, are you excited about this prospect or do you see any red flags here? I'm not excited about this prospect. I think this ultimately comes down to the Canadian government and the Bank of Canada wanting control. I think they kind of revealed what the actual issue is here when they're talking about cryptocurrencies from other countries becoming more popular and that compromising the role of a centrally issued dollar. You know, if you have Bitcoin, or if you have another cryptocurrency and you're storing it in a particular way, arguably the correct way, that's something that's not traceable by the government, not taxable by the government. And I think the government identifies that as a problem. They want to make sure they can get their hands on all your assets. And so that's why we're seeing this come in. They're taking notice of this being very effective. Certainly when we look at countries like El Salvador, when you can already pay for things with cryptocurrency, with Bitcoin, they even have the popular Bitcoin beach as it's known there. And so the Canadian government sees the signs written in the wall and they want to get ahead of this for once. You know, the Canadian government never really seems to be ahead of the curve on anything, but this is something they're just not going to let slide. If you actually look at the website uh, on the Bank of Canada where they talk about this digital currency, and this is where you can take the survey, they say, we will continue to supply banknotes as long as Canadians want to use them. So that's actually what they write on the website. They also say people tend to use cash less often these days. If this trend continues, there may come a time when cash is not widely accepted in day-to-day -day transactions, which could exclude many Canadians from the economy. And that's true. 
Um, I've, but it, it seems to be coming from businesses a lot of the time. Interestingly, it seems to be indie cafes where they're debit or credit only. And it does make me a little uncomfortable. I'm a cash kind of person. Um, let's say, for example, I'm selling something on Facebook Marketplace and someone is going to come buy something from my house. They have my address. Uh, that's already a lot of personal information being given out. Um, now they're going to have, if they don't pay cash, then I have to give them my e-transfer address, which means they now have my name, you know, my legal name, my email or possibly phone number and my address. So it's just too much information to be giving out, which is why I, I like the convenience and the anonymity of cash. And I'm not even some sort of drug kingpin. I, ju I just mean like little Facebook marketplace transactions for clothing or whatever. No, you're 100% correct. When we look at people who use cash, especially, it is often the most vulnerable of the population, people that can't get a bank account, people that can't get a credit card, they use cash to get by. So this is certainly problematic. We've seen other countries start to introducing this type of, you know, we're going to move to digital currency, we want to get rid of cash, and that's very problematic. It is leaving a portion of the population behind. And then you're absolutely right. There's also a certain element of privacy that comes along with cash. I myself like to use it. I know a lot of people who are really admin budgeters that use cash for everything because it's the easiest way to track your money as opposed to maybe having an app where you track what's coming and going. You just have, you give yourself a certain amount of money, maybe let's say $600 for groceries one month, $300 for eating out. And once that cash is run out, you know that you used up your allotted budget in that section for the month. And so I just see a lot of problems with this. I'm happy with using cash. Sure, maybe it's old fashioned. Maybe your wallet's a little bit heavier. I like to use it. I don't see any reason to get rid of it. This is one of those times in we look at progression, we look at modernity, I'm against the progress here. I want to have access to cash. I want to be able to use cash. I think, and even as you mentioned, little things like e-transfers. There's also that awkwardness when you're selling something on Facebook Marketplace where there's like a delay with an e-transfer. So you kind of just have to like stand there waiting for the money to go through, which is always super awkward. So I'm very firm when I'm selling or buying on Facebook Marketplace, it's going to be a cash transaction. Freedom Convoy trucker Hale Drunker has been released on bail without conditions and will return to court in Ottawa on June 7th. Junker, who runs Junker Trucking Inc. out of Niagara, Ontario, was told last month to turn himself into Ottawa police on May 10 for a court appearance and to be fingerprinted. He faces multiple charges, including one count of mischief for obstructing property, one count of intimidation by blocking or obstructing a highway, and two counts of counsel for an uncommitted indictable offence. The Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms is representing Jonker. Jonker said his legal team is requesting disclosure. Since Wednesday's appearance, his lawyer has already received 400 pages of information and is waiting for some video evidence. The trucker described his court appearance as a, quote, mellow dynamic, unquote, and said his family plans to stay in Ottawa for a few days to participate in the annual March for Life demonstrations. You have to kind of love his outlook on this. The fact that he called his court appearance a mellow dynamic is just the most epic thing, in my opinion. I desire his level of chill in all things. I thought that was pretty funny. And also that his family is like now tag teaming this trip to Ottawa for his court appearance and decided to stay for March for Life is just so awesome in my opinion. That being said, these charges are coming at a really strange time. You know, the Freedom Convoy happened over a year ago and I haven't really been hearing about a lot of other people being arrested. It kind of just makes you wonder What's going on here? Why is he being targeted and why now? Do you have any thoughts, Lindsay? It sounds like they could be continually reviewing, trying to find out who was at the Freedom Convoy protests, who were kind of the more 
bigger players there and they are continuing to go after them and perhaps we'll see more of this. Yeah, absolutely. And we know that he did go up to the Freedom Convoy with about 12 trucks from his company. So I think he was actually the Niagara lead for the Freedom Convoy. He organized a lot of trucks from the Niagara region. So that's likely why he's being targeted here. And obviously they said they had 400 pages of information and they're waiting on some video evidence. I suspect that would be evidence of him, maybe with a group of people chatting. So it'll be interesting to see if we see any more charges come down. I think a lot of us thought that most of the charges had already been laid and this was done for. But I know that especially considering the fact that the Public Order Emergency Commission ruled the Prime Minister justified in invoking the Emergencies Act, I wonder if that gives police a little more gumption to continue going ahead and prosecuting people who were involved in the convoy and certainly those that appeared to be organizing it. That's it for today, and don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.